What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Picks Against the Spread. My name is Corey McAndrew, your host. I'm here with my friends, my co-hosts, Nico DeLuca, Charles Giacometti, a.k.a. Chucky Tees, and Colin Pirtle. Again, last week, boys, week seven, we were 4-0. Week eight, we were 3-1. and Found ourselves a little heater here, 7-1 and in the past two weeks. Obviously, I was never nervous. Never nervous. Once CMC threw that 37-yard bomb, I was ready to go for my lock, which was 49ers, minus one and a half. Nico, how'd you do? Yeah, I'm getting on a little bit on a heater, too. I got that Dolphins line. I had a perfect line. I got it at minus three. That douchebag on our podcast, whoever it was, Matty Betts, he took it at plus three <laughs> and a half. He lost, so he could go pound sand. Uh, uh, plus, if you look at his Twitter, <laughs> he got it at plus four. It was a plus. Oh, geez. I mean, he, <laughs> on the podcast, he had a plus three and a half. But, I mean, Fair. he took the best number, so good for him, but completely nuked the Dolphins. So, college basketball starting back up next week, so I'm ready to roll, baby. Jockey, what about yourself? Looking forward to Russian table tennis. <laughs> No, shut the fuck up. No, we had an okay week. Just because you lost. We, yeah, we. Yeah, just because you lost we. doesn't mean it was an okay week. You were the yeah, only yeah. L on the chart, buddy. I kind of suck at this whole thing. <laughs> if you guys don't see the trend now, this whole lock thing, I'm not very good at it. If You, you guys should probably start fading me. If you haven't <laughs> last year, you probably should. It's about that time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the weather starting to change. And my picks are back to sucking ass. So, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm looking forward to uh, Russian table tennis. Bert, what uh, about yourself? Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a great week, and it's been a great week so far. The Phillies are two up two one in the series. Bats were flying last night. Bats were I'm flying in the corner off. watching Ooh. you kiss her. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's fucking Philly vibes are high. The Union, doop, doop, uh, that hit. Yeah, my bet hit. Uh, it was looking okay at half the over for the Vikings, but then it hit in the third quarter. Everyone was just fucking scoring, I guess. So uh, everyone was hitting except for Chucky. Chucky ruined it for us. So uh, on to next week, I guess. But I have this immaculate mustache. <laughs> he does have an immaculate mustache. I like it. It will make it to TikTok, I promise you, because this thing is well-groomed. Oh, Lord. Wow, Nico just bombed Ooh. the Houston out. Yeah, just showing us a... He bombed anyway, it. Normally, what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks is bringing on some guests for you guys. We've had a great time doing that, a lot of fun, but we just wanted to reset a little bit and get back to our route. So what we're going to do for week nine is go through the slate. We crossed off a couple games like Philly at Houston, no need to talk about that. Same thing at Buffalo, New York Jets. That could be a good game. Again, just too many points. No one really has it as their lock, so we're not going to touch that. And then Las Vegas at Jacksonville, ship ball game of the week. <laughs> Other than that, so what we're going to do is, again, you're going to have all four of our locks. Speaking of which, I'm going to give you the locks record right now. Nico, you are 6-2. and two. Jock, you are 4-5. and five. Hurt, you're 2-1, and one, and I am 6-2 and two as well. Corey, so, what's our, Corey, what's our record, me and you, together? Dude, from the starting since last year. Last year? What were you last year? I was 12, 2, and 1, 12, 3, 2, 12, 12 yeah, you 3, were, and 1. Yep, you were 12, 3, and 1. And last year I was 13, and 3. So we're 25, 6, and 1 from there. And then this year you and I are 12, and 4. So we're looking at 37, 10, and 1. That's disgusting. Pretty nasty. Yeah. If you just, if you just tail the stack guys, we're pretty nasty over here. So, all right, guys. So Jock's going to come back for us later on for the locks. He had to run this week. Kind of, we're getting back to our roots. We got six games for it before our locks of the week, six games that we like to each hurt. You're up first. We have the Los Angeles chargers at the Atlanta Falcons right now. Chargers are minus three and a half over under set at 49 and a half 49 and bet MGM 
Bert, what do you like here? Although it's a high number, uh, 49 and a half, 48 and a half, uh, I still really like that over. Both defenses are just a bad defense. I'm um, just looking at the yards and points allowed, just 375, 427. Um, both offenses seem to be getting things flowing recently. Uh, Chargers are off a of bye, which I always love the offense off a of bye. Uh, Falcons. The spread on this one to me too close. Falcons are way too good at the spread. So for this game, I'm looking at that over under. Uh, I'm expecting this game to go into the fifties. I I know Nico likes it too. I really like the Chargers here. Chargers minus three and a half. It feels like a game that they just need to win. Falcons, obviously. I mean, listen, they were what I'm so, six and zero oh against the spread, five and zero oh against the spread. But then since then, since we mentioned them on the podcast. It's like we fucking hexed them. They have not covered last two or three games. So I'm taking Chargers here. I feel like Chargers just win by a touchdown. That's simple. Austin Eckler are going to run the fucking shit out of this football. Corey, I agree. I really agree with you. I do like, I think Herbert's starting to see this whole trend where two is getting to love now and Herbert's not. Are you shitting me? <laughs> it's like opposite last year. And that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, like, I think Herbert's going to have a hell of a game. And I think the Chargers absolutely blow them out. And they're gonna get he's gonna get talked about again. So Chargers minus three, fucked. If Chargers open up the playbook for once, they'll destroy them. But the issue is they haven't opened up the playbook until then. Um, I don't know. But hopefully they open it up and have Herbert swinging the balls because that's what he's best at. Facts. All right. Well, my next game, one of the games I want to talk about. Everybody knows. Fuck the Panthers for me. Rule number one: We have Carolina <laughs> at Cincinnati right now. Cincinnati's minus seven and a half. Opened up at minus six and a half. Overrunners at 42 and a half. One thing I loved Sunday night, but I was too afraid to pull the trigger was Cincinnati minus six and a half. Might have saved me all my money because now I love Panthers. I don't know what the fuck to do. I was going to make it my lock. Nico talked some sense into me. PJ, what the fuck's the guy's name? PJ Walker, Temple Legend. Dude, yeah, PJ Walker <laughs> has been playing some decent football. When he wants to sling the fucking rock, he could sling the fucking rock. It looks like he found his guy in DJ Moore, even though he lost him the fucking football game last week. Nah, that was Eddie Pinero. I'm blaming that on Eddie Pinero. Eddie Pinero's missing no. chip shots. But still, that's that's his fault. I mean, obviously the, the Panthers will always find ways to choke games. I mean, fuck the Panthers. I've hated the Panthers since last year when they cost me that two thousand dollar fucking parlay. So fuck the Panthers, but seven and a half points. I kinda like them here. I really do. This game is just um very odd because I, I, I was a quarter of this one too. I really like six and a half. And I guess the public just, and the short money, everything just completely hammered the Bengals to even move it to seven, which I think would have been a perfect line to even shift to seven point seven and a half, which I mean is not in the Bengals favor at all, but I could see them. I mean, they, they got embarrassed Monday night on prime, but they got completely embarrassed. Yep. And I think they do have a comeback game to speed to shadow. So I actually like the Bengals minus seven and a half. Yeah, no, PJ Walker, he's been making me eat my words. <laughs> um, but I think I'm still gonna go against him on this one. Uh, like you just said, Bengals got embarrassed uh on Monday night. And this game just screams bounce back for Joey B. I know Jamar Chase he's out, but he's still got Boyd, he's still got Mixon, he's still got T. Higgins. PJ Walker He's got to shit the bed at some point. He's not he's not this fucking guy who's swinging the ball. <laughs> Especially that, I'll give him props. That throw to DJ Moore at the end was nice, but um, fucking ball. He's he's not that guy. He's a fucking Temple quarterback. <laughs> and uh, give me Bengals. Damn, yeah, that spread, that hook is. If I was anyone, I'd buy buy that point and a half to go minus seven yeah. and uh, rock with the Bengals. 
All right, Nico. I know a game you didn't really want to talk about, but someone had to fucking do it. So what better than the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The two old heads, now that Matt Ryan is the quarterback coach of the Indianapolis Colts, we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three at home, over under is 42 and a half. Nico, not really sure what knowledge you could help us with here, but give us your input. Well, there's truly no knowledge to give about this game, <laughs> this game to be honest with you. Both of these teams in the past three or four games have looked horrendous. But the team who has looked less horrendous is the Bucs. The Rams got absolutely blown out against San Fran last week. Chris Chris McCaffrey had more um, – looks like he had more passing yards than Matt Stafford altogether. But, I mean, it's just – it's Bucs. It's screaming Bucs. What is it? Bucs are minus three? Yeah. Yeah, minus three. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just screaming Bucs. This game sucks, dude. Like, I did not want to talk about this <laughs> stupid fucking game. This game sucks. It's a nursing home challenge. Who could, who could win the – Win the retirement home plan first. <laughs> so that's about it. This is right now, though. But in the future, Bucks are going to make the Super Bowl. So that's going to be later on. But <laughs> right now, Bucks minus three. Yeah, no, coming into this game, I mean, coming into this year, these were the two teams that just like last year, everyone thought would repeat their success. And uh, both of them are two of the worst teams against the spread. So it's going to be a battle of who's the more shit team. And uh, like Nico says, it is a fucking dog shit bowl. It's hard to ever bet against Tom Brady. So uh, I think the thing is, yeah, I think that's the right move is Tampa minus three. I could see that pushing, honestly. Tampa, they just have the better defense. Um, maybe now that Giselle's fucking finally gone out of Tom's life, the divorce papers are signed and everything. Maybe Tom's like, all right, uh, she's out of my life. Might as well Bucket, go we get ball. Yeah, ball out for the babes. Ball out for the 20-year-old babes. Like, come on, Tommy could get him. I think, yeah, Tampa minus three. I'm going to just hope that Fournette, Mike Evans, and uh, Godwin and that defense could just uh, somehow get their shit together and uh, fucking curb stop those Rams and Sean McVay. Absolutely nothing I could add to this game. I, I guess I'm going to take Bucks minus three. Fuck that. I'm not taking anything. For once in my life, when I say I'm not going to bet it, I'm actually not going to bet it. I don't give a fuck who gets the pudding cup at the end of dessert. Okay, not not my not my playbook. <laughs> not not my playbook. All right, Pert, you're up next year. A good game that I really like this week. Another one was almost my lock. We have Seahawks at Arizona. The Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals right now. Cardinals are minus two. Over unders at forty nine and a half. Pert, I know you and I have a very similar ballsy play for this one. And I really like it. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, that ballsy play is the over. Um, obviously, to me, it's, there's a reason why it's uh, 49 and a half. That's a big-ass number. That's super fishy, especially since two weeks ago when they met. It was only a 99 game. Why the fuck is that, huh? Well, you got Geno Smith and the Seacocks versus that fucking Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. And I think now that Mon Warfare is out for a week, he was pretty slow and weak in the first half against the Vikings, but he woke up second half. He scored, what, 27 again. And just like the Seahawks have been doing uh, all year, they're going to continue to ball just like Geno Smith has been. And uh, I also like the Seahawks uh, money line as well, or plus two, but uh, I think at that value, you might as well just grab the money lines. To me, they're the best team in the NFC West, so uh, might as well just continue to bet on them. Bert, I agree here. I like the value. Corey's value play of the week. Got to be Seahawks money line here. You get him at plus money. Again, I really like this over two. 49 and a half. It feels like everybody and their mother should be on the under. That's exactly mm-hmm. why I love it. Exactly why I love it here. I mean, these are two, po- two teams that just go up and put points on the scoreboard. 
I know Nico's going to disagree with me because he fucking laughed when I said it in the chat. You know, I, I, I like that, and I like Seahawks money line for sure. It's going to be what? Probably plus 115? You got to like that. Got to like it. Dude, if they, listen, if the Seahawks um, sweep the Cardinals, I will eat my mic. <laughs> I will eat my mic. And that's all That's all I have to say. I will eat my mic if the Cardinals get swept by the Seahawks. I'm I'm still waiting. We, I mean, I'm I'm guessing it's going to happen at some point. I am still waiting until the Seahawks show who they're supposed to be. They're over. Their win total is at what five and a half. Yep, I remember they're about beginning of the year. Yep, freaking idiot right now. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be under five and a half. Now they're already at what are they five and three? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not hand this week. I tell you that. It looks like the public is heavy on the Cardinals, and just I think like all year, well, everyone keeps like everyone keeps everyone keeps doubting Geno for some reason. But now that without Russ there, I think it just allows Pete to cook up whatever he wants to cook up, and it's been working. Yeah, I will eat my mic if the Cardinals lose. <laughs> so, that's all. So. All right, Nico, one game you guys know, I already don't like this slate. There's so many games I wanted to make my lock, but nothing I could actually hone in on. This is another one of them. Got to give it to Nico, though. Right now, Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee at Kansas City. Tennessee is plus 12 and a half. Over-unders at 46 and a half. Nico, tell me why I should regret my lock of the week already. Well, truthfully, I know you want to go Titans plus 12 and a half, but I actually don't really like that. I like Titans oh. money line just for the value. Oh, no, 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 no. I truly do not think they're going to win. But, I mean, a team, that, a team that's on a five-game win streak whose defense looks unstoppable at this point, who Andy's, Andy Reid is 2-9 and nine versus the Titans, the one loss – was versus Marcus Mariota. Last year, the Titans beat the absolute dog piss out of them. And, I mean, plus 450 on the money line for a team that is on a five-game winning streak is just kind of very, very tempting for me. I think the Titans have one of, if not the best, defensive line in the NFL. I think the Bills are a tad bit better. Jeffrey Simmons is going to clog up the middle. The Chiefs will not be able to to run the ball versus him because no one has been. Damian Pierce had, I think, 30 yards against him last week, and he was like Ass. the next up and coming. This plus 450 is just really eye-popping to me. So, I mean, the value play is just Titans plus 450. Take the spread if you want to get – um if you think – get tactical. But I think the Titans lose, they're going to get killed. And if the Titans win, it's going to be by a field goal. So, that's just my take on that. I mean, Nico, like you said, we have two five-and-two teams keying off, and we got a 12-and-a-half point spread. Give me Titans plus 12 and a half every day of the week. I don't need to fucking explain myself. This is one of those things where if you don't, I'm questioning you. And honestly, it's so idiotic. It looks like you have big balls, but I think you might just be stupid. I don't know. I think that number is a little bit too high. And just like last year, the Chiefs Chiefs aren't the best team at covering the spread. So uh, that 12 and a half number is a good number. And just and that money line, too, It's that's kind of disrespectful to a five and two team. So. Even just ten bucks, if you want to throw it on there, since like Nico said, that defense is going to create fits for uh, Mahomes, and I don't see obviously Mahomes. They, I think they got their bounce back game last week against the Niners. I think it will be a close game. The over under numbers a little bit low, eh, forty six and a half. So it could be maybe a twenty four twenty game. I'm thinking so. It'll be a close one, but I think twelve and a half is the best play in this game. The Not one thing that the one thing that scares me is. The whole Malik Willis and Tannehill situation. That's yeah, right. who is who is quarterback? And we don't know yet. Um, Tannehill took reps today, which today is Wednesday. And mm-hmm. also, the other thing I'm scared of is the Chiefs are on a Chiefs are off a bye. 
They had a bye last week. That is, yeah. I didn't look up what any that that uh, um fat nerds record is versus coming off a bye, but um, <laughs> I'm guessing it's pretty good. But Rabel um is three and one against the Chiefs. Andy Reid's two and nine, so that's all I got for that. All right. Well, you know, we couldn't go to the locks of the week without talking about the Monday night football game. Surprise, surprise, another one I wanted to make my lock. But on both sides, this line, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. This line opened up at New Orleans plus three and a half. I wanted to make that my lock. I waited. I waited. I waited. Now, Wednesday night, recording the podcast, I want to take Ravens minus two and a half my lock. I think this is a split. I wish I was fucking smart and did it. I think the Ravens win by exactly three points. Thank God Jock is not on because he would be fucking lighting me up right now. I know he's got Thomas coming back, Olave coming back, two D players. I don't even know who the fuck their name. The only people who know who they are are Saints fans. I think the Ravens win this game by three points. Ravens minus two and a half made a very strong case for my lock. I like the Ravens here for sure. Bet on overtime for this game. Oh, love that. Bet overtime. Love that. Tucker game winning field goal. That is that is my my blown head play of the week. Plus twenty seven thousand, <laughs> probably. But dude, I have this weird ass feeling that this game is going to go to overtime, and Andy Dalton's going to throw a, or Andy Dalton's going to throw a dumbass pick in overtime, and Tucker's going to make game winning field goal. That that is literally just. Uh, I can see it right now. I can see it. So that that is my play. This game to go to overtime. Yeah, this gives me similar vibes to that Saints Vikings game where it didn't go to overtime, but it came down to the final twenty seconds where. The Saints had a double doink and missed it. So uh, I think Nico's right. Uh, this is uh, it's going to OT. That's always a good value pick. It's too close to pick them since I think any team could win it. If anything, I've, this game is too difficult for me. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I'm just, I'm, one, I know, I'm I know. just looking at everything. I'm just, oh, it's just overtime, rush. baby. Here yeah, it's just overtime. It gotta be. Should we, should we make an overtime clutch picks group play minus Dude, Charles? We have to. I Dude, it means yeah. it's gonna smack. No Charles. Right, we have to. It's gonna smack. All right. I'm doing it. I'm putting it in. Now it is time for our locks of the week. All right, Jock, you're up first. For our first lock this week, we have Green Bay at Detroit. Right now, Detroit is plus four. Just shifted in DraftKings as I was speaking. Plus four, plus three and a half in FanDuel. Over-under sit at 49 and a half. Jockey, what do you got? Yeah, before I break this game down any further, I need to go back to the trade deadline and what the Green Bay Packers failed to do because I feel like it needs to be addressed. They were in desperate need of a, of a wide receiver. Uh, and they failed to get one. It, it seems pretty frustrating to viewers, and I can't even imagine fans, uh, paying a guy like Aaron Rodgers $150 million and uh, watching him ha- play with those weapons that he has now after trading Devontae Adams just doesn't make much sense. Uh, and then watching Chase Claypool just go to the Bears for a second-round pick, it, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling to me. It was mind-boggling to the rest of the league. Uh they kind of missed the boat on that one. But they're playing a team right now in the Detroit Lions that are struggling. I mean, they're down bad. The coaching staff's down bad. And my pick is going to be based off of history of Aaron Rodgers, uh, how he's proven to to come out of the depths of hell and, and light up a scoreboard. This is kind of be going to be a get-right game for him. 
I mean, the Lions just fired their DB coach. It's the worst defense in the league. It doesn't get much worse than this. And Rodgers got a chance to put up a big number on him. So I'm going with the Packers team total over 26 and a half. Uh, I'm going to put my trust in Aaron Rodgers to score points and that shitty Lions defense to remain shitty. Usually, usually when you do these silly fucking plays, I don't like them. <laughs> but, but I feel like you're making sense here. Uh, Detroit Lions have the worst defense in the league. Uh, like you said, Rodgers needs to get back on the horse. Him and Brady. Rodgers definitely needs to get back on this horse. You said something on earlier in the week that I like too. You had Aaron Jones anytime touchdown. I like that. I think if they're putting up over 26 and a half, they're putting up four touchdowns. One of those four has to be Aaron Jones. Corey, let me just interject here. If you go look at this, the schedule, break down all the games. The Eagles put up 38. Commanders put up 27. Vikings put up 28. Seahawks put up 48. Patriots put up 29. Cowboys 24. Dolphins 31. So there's only... It's what, six and one. That's why I, I was going to say it myself. And yeah. And, it's, and even the game that was close missed by what, two and a half points. Yeah. So I think that's what I was looking myself. I'm a big stack guy, and I was literally just looking at their schedule. Although I hate the Packers, and it's been nice watching them get uh, become sad the past couple, two weeks, Um, and just be a shithole of an organization. Uh, I think this, like Jock said, this could be a get-right game for them. Although that number now is, at least for the spread for the Lions, uh, plus four. Uh, just like I said last week, although I thought uh, it was going to hit the plus three and a half, uh, it did hit uh, plus four. The Lions, they do play close games at home. Um, and the way the Packers have been playing, we've been saying they didn't get anyone to help Rodgers either. So uh, although Packers will put up a high number, I think the Lions could too. So uh, the over in this game for everyone, for Packers team, Lions team, uh, I think it's going to be a point score. Well, the only issue I have with this is the Packers only scored over 26 and a half twice this season. And in the last four games, they've been averaging under 22 points per game. But I mean, it is the Detroit Lions. So sadly, I'm going to have to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is just such a stupid play again. I don't know, like, what this whole <laughs> teaser bullshit is, this whole fucking team total garb bogus shit is. But I mean, yeah, six, 26 and a half, dude, yeah. Statistically, it's it's a great bet. I, I don't blame them. Statistically, it's a good bet, but um, personally, I, I think the best bet again is just the Lions spread in this game. Although, yeah, both teams are in the shitter, but um, I think there's more negativity around Green Bay, and obviously, like I said, they didn't get anyone. Although Lazard will be back, I think this week, and he was out last week, so that man does get his reception somehow. So. That could be a big factor in uh, Jock's team total if he's in or out. All right, Nico. Well, you're up next. This game, again, this is why you guys have to follow the Action Network. Nico, we have Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Right now, the Chicago Bears are plus five. Over-under is at 45 and a half. Nico, why don't you tell everybody why they have to follow the Action Network? So I pretty much bought Luby um, Sunday <laughs> and is bent over Vegas. For some odd-ass reason, they had the Dolphins minus three versus the Bears. And I lo- I was just looking at the line Sunday, just watching football for next week. And then I saw the Dolphins were minus three again. And I was like, wow, this is a joke. So I took the Dolphins minus three against the shitty-ass Bears. There's no, there has, there's no really – I don't have to explain why I'm taking the Dolphins minus three. There's no stats involved. It's <laughs> just basically – 
the Dolphins are th- over three points better than the shitty Bears, no matter where the game is. So, yeah, Dolphins minus three. I couldn't agree more. Kind of, You guys know I, I have a fool around account. I, I use Hard Rock for I do it like six player shots on goal parlays, shit like that, just to mess around. That entire account is now on Dolphins minus three. As soon as Nico Texas in the group chat, before I even put in the action network, I made sure to eat myself and, and take care of myself a little extra. You know, sometimes you got to be selfish. It's one of those times. Miami by a million. Like you said, no, not, no reason to even discuss it. Everyone knows two is five and oh this year, by the way. I don't know if anybody mentioned that in full game in two plays the full game. He's five and oh. Not going to change against the fucking Chicago Bears. Yeah, I agree with both. Yeah, the Bears are just a shit team, and although they did get quite pool, they're still a shit team. Uh, I think the week against the Patriots was just a fluke, and like you guys said, although I hate to admit it, the fucking Dolphins are good, especially with Tua. Um, you guys got a great number at minus three. The rest of us, I guess, would be looking at minus five. And even that, I'd personally take. I think Dolphins could win this by. By a touchdown, I'd say. Absolutely. Since it is a soldier field, so like I said, that does play some factor. But um, I think it could just be kind of like last week where the Bears do score some points too, but in the end, the Dolphins just score every single drive. So I think Dolphins spread and also the over. I think it's a – let me see what that's at. 45 and a half, which is a pretty low number. It's not in the 50s at all. So uh, both offenses, especially – Miami, that's a good one, but the Bears have been picking it up with field. So I think over and Miami spread, even like what it is now, minus five is a great play. The Dolphins got better on the defensive side of the football, which needed to happen. I said they needed a corner. Uh, They went and got an all-pro pass rusher. It will help the secondary getting pressure. I love the play. Uh, That front office has managed – They've managed to do a lot of great things in a short period of time. And I'm going to look at specifically one number. I know Justin Fields likes to use his legs, but you know, in the NFL, you got to stand in the pocket sometimes. And I'm going to take whatever it is, the Dolphins, how many sacks they're going to get, I'm taking the over. Yeah, you're, that's a great place. It's like you said, the Bears are last in offensive line in almost every category. Yeah. And they just got Chubb. So hopefully he plays for Miami. He'll probably be on a limited snap count, but he'll definitely make an impact no matter what against that shit offensive line. Yeah. Worst offensive line in the league with an elite pass rusher on the field now. I'd be a fool not to take my chance with it. All right, Pert, you're up next. A game I do not want to hear a damn thing about. We have Indianapolis <laughs> at New England right now. Patriots are minus five and a half, over under 39 and a half in DraftKings, 40 in Caesars. Pert, what do you got for us? Yeah, in this game, I'm just choosing the organization that owns the other organization, and that's the New England Patriots owning the Indianapolis Colts. That's all I could say. Um, <laughs> Sam, this is going to be a bet against Sam Ellinger uh, and Bill Belichick, uh, his brains. I think he will be cooking up something that Sam Ellinger will be shit in his pants all in Foxborough. Uh, I, the Colts are just a mess. They traded Naheem Hines today, which dude was the most versatile player on that team. And they said, oh, see ya, bud. So I was like, what the fuck? Frank Reich, he's, as Corey says, he's a shit coach. Although I give him the benefit of the doubt. He's never had a quarterback. Uh, who they just fired? I think they fired their offensive coordinator. I think yeah, yesterday Marcus or Brady. today. Yeah. yeah, the organization is just in a dumpster fire, and I'm just choosing the Patriots because 
I don't know. They're just a better organization. That's all I could say about this pick. I'm choosing Bill Belichick. Uh, what are they? They're four and one in the last five games against the spread. Uh, that Bears game, obviously, um, was not a. F- I was not a fan of that game since uh, the Bears fucked me over. But uh, I think that was a fluke, and I think just taking the defense against this. What was the stat I read? I read a good stat today. Like I said, big stat guy. New England leads the league in takeaways, and uh, guess who uh, leads the NFL in giveaways? The fucking Colts. So just give me fucking New England minus five and a half, especially now that uh, you get that touchdown at minus six. So, uh, yeah, give me that line at five and a half, boys. I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep this sweet. Colts money line. (laughs) Sam Ellinger getting his first win going into Foxborough in a hostile territory. Bill Belichick, that fucking old head could lick. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Uh, This is a kid's show. Fuck no, it's not. Bill Belichick should retire. He's washed up. He's old. Tom Brady's the only reason he was ever good. Sam Ellinger getting his first win. Alec Pierce finding the end zone. Jonathan Taylor finding the end zone. Jelani Woods finding the end zone. Boys, Colts money line. This is a plus 265 bomb. I'm telling you right now, Colts always nope. win these games. Nope. Sam Ellinger, nope. welcome to Indianapolis, baby. Yeah, Corey, that was about the dumbest thing I've ever heard you you utter. And I say some dumb shit. All right, four and five. <laughs> All right, four and five. I heard some. I've I've said some dumb shit, but that was that was really dumb. That was some stupid shit right there. We'll see. We'll see. And if we I, don't listen, you still owe us a punishment. So let's let's knock away with all this condescending attitude here. Because you still owe us a punishment for that you're, fucking mo- that teaser, that minus one fifty teaser that almost both legs lost. You just went on a fucking tangent where you lost your breath. You were screaming so so fucking confidently. <laughs> Damn right. Damn and your right. boy Sam Ellinger is gonna have a fucking shit stain in his job. <laughs> no, he's not. You'll see, dude. You'll see. He sucks. Just get over it, dude. You want to know what really sucks? You picking fucking winners, Nico. Get in here. I need some help with these fucking morons, dude. Dude, all this, I mean, five and a half is a lot of points to cover against the Colts. That's not really a team that just gets blown out. I don't know when the last time they got blown out was, to be honest I with like you. that. I like that. I mean, if this, this is the type of game where you literally bet punt every single drive. The under was the play. The, the issue is it's, it's pretty low, was it? 38 and a half or something? It's low, it's low for a reason. This is the game you watch and open your eyes with two paper clips or whatever the fuck you call them <laughs> and just click punt every single drive and you will make walk out buying a fucking yacht <laughs> okay and that's all you do all right well Bert. i mean if i had to obviously like i'm just a colts fan right yeah i think it's a it's a good pick but like nico said colts find a way to just stay in these games so i could see i could see a potential potential good game here all right my lock <laughs> is next Last one for the day. Jock's got to run, so we're going to keep this short, keep this sweet. Bert, I know you're happy to hear. Right now, we have Minnesota at Washington. Minnesota's minus three and a half on the road. Over-unders at 43 and a half. All I know, Justin Jeff, not my lock, but Justin Jefferson is going to find the end zone for the first time since week one. Commander's defense is not good. Taylor Heineke has to drop a game. It's going to be this one. Uh, Minnesota wins by a touchdown. I'm just going to keep it that simple. So I'm taking Minnesota minus three and a half. I was between this. I hate this slate. A lot of people love it. I don't know why the fuck. I just absolutely despise this slate. No, nah, yeah, it's all good. This is one of the games that I do like. It was between this, the Ravens, and the Titans. Uh, this is one of them. And this one, I just, I really like, Pert, you said some good things, especially TJ Hawkinson now, getting another mm-hmm. weapon out there for Kirk Cousins. Thielen, Jefferson, Heinen, Dalvin Cook. I think 
Minnesota wins this game. Yeah, that's a pick I love to hear and a pick I'm going to be all on the board as well since I think it's finally over for Taylor Heineke. He's played some shit teams. Uh, he's played the Colts, just like I said, shit team. Uh, the Packers. Dude, fuck uh, off. <laughs> it's, who, if, did he play against the Bears? Um, let's see. Oh, no, that was Wentz, but that's what I mean. Heineke, he's had his two games. I'm actually glad he uh, beat the Packers last week, but uh, it's revenge time for Kirk Cousins. He finally got a decent tight end, which we've been missing all year. So even though Hawkinson, he won't probably play all the snaps, uh, he'll at least be in the red zone, which uh, we desperately need for on offense. And uh, the defense actually surprised me last week. I was chirping them all this past week in uh, last week's podcast. They woke up. They uh, picked off Murray twice. Uh, Pat Pete, he made a statement game against his former organization. And although, damn, Washington does have a nice offense sometimes, I just think uh, Heineke's run is going to end. I think Kirk Cousins will get his revenge, and I think uh, Vikings are going to continue to roll like they have been. I like this. I'm not going to lie to you. Thanks, um, buddy. I, I like the, your past few picks, dude. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I think Dalvin Cook's actually going to have a hell of a game this week, to be honest with you. Going off. I, I really think Dalvin Cook's going to really have a good game. If, if you want, like, a two-touchdown scorer, I think he's the guy. I do think Jez gets in too, though. But if you want a two-touchdown guy, I really think it's Dalvin Cook. I think the Vikings also put up probably 30-plus. And this is just a complete blowout. I can't believe this line's minus three and a half. This no, whole organization is a dumpster fire. I mean, Dan, this, dance, this whole shit with dance center going on and everything. I mean, it, it, this just the organization disaster. I think Vikings just blow them out. You know, I totally forgot about that Dan Schneider article that just came out today. Not good midseason when your uh, organization is always in the news for the wrong reason. And just like you said, Vikings going to put up points in. For some reason, this is a low uh, over-under number at 43.5. Obviously, I guess Washington hasn't put up the most amount of points under Heineke, but uh, I think the Vikings could put up at least 28, maybe 31 themselves. So hopefully uh, you're just banking on Washington to put up at least two touchdowns, which... Although I said the Vikings defense is improving, they're still not the best. So I think Heineke and uh, Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel could do that. I want to make this known for all of our listeners and uh, our valued viewers on TikTok and every other social media. It should be known that Corey's pubical hair grows upwards with these plays. Uh, (laughs) He's he's on a, a, a roll, and what happens is his pubic hair starts to grow up his stomach so when he smacks his stomach, it's like a big hairy, hairy blob <laughs> jiggling. You ever see Kung Fu Panda similar? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a big Kung Fu Panda guy. But Corey, I fucking hate this play. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope you find a razor soon. I honestly hate it. I'm going to be on Commanders plus three and a half. I love what Dan Snyder's doing with his his team. Um, <laughs> I I love Bank of America. I hope the feds find out what he's done. And uh, I hope Roger Goodell puts on that fucking clown nose. That little weasel's going to go down with with everything he has. No, I'm fucking with you. Good pick. I'll be tailing you. And shout out your pubic hair. All right, Jackie. <laughs> well, that was it for the week. Why don't you take us out? Listen, boys, uh, I fucking suck at this whole thing. Whatever I said this this podcast, you might want to take the opposite. These guys seem like they have a pretty good grip on it. It's cold up here. I have to go put a jacket on and watch high school soccer. Be aware for uh, Nico and I's Sunday soccer league clips on TikTok. Sponsored by Clutch Picks. All right, boys, don't forget. 
Follow the Action Network, the Twitter, at Clutch underscore Picks 1. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, we can make you money again. 7-1 over the past two weeks. Let's keep it going. Let's go, Phils! The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm. 